I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Turn on the Jets Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And along with me is Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad. And then, of course, as always, we have Travis Milton. You can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27. Gentlemen, we have a a football game to talk about. But before we do, we have to talk about the fact that Travis, my man, helped me out over the weekend at a fundraiser for, uh, for an organization I am, I am part of. And, uh, and Josh, since you weren't there to experience it, um, Travis came, he, he, it was like a chef event and, you know, chef beer music in this, uh, in this warehouse space. And, uh, and when he arrived, on his table, we, you know, we don't do a lot in terms of, you know, taking care of the chefs. Like we, we did as much as we could. Uh, Travis was pretty self-contained, but on his table was a, a 12 pack of, of White Claw waiting for him. Oh. Drink. <laughs> so so tra- uh, Travis, which was the best White Claw uh, of, in, that, in that variety pack that I, that I gave you? Grapefruit is always the best in the variety pack. Grapefruit's the best. Yep, yep. grapefruit right. is the best, followed by lime. Then black cherry. Actually, no, then raspberry, then black cherry. Okay. So, when have you had you mango? 
Mango. I have, and I dislike it thoroughly. Really? Yeah. I like the mango one. I'm I'm just not an I don't like mango in general. Pretty much, I lived and uh, cooked through that whole phase in the '90s where mango salsa was on everything. Yes. Oh yeah. so, yes, yes, yes. They kind of so have a strong what's that, a nice Chilean it. sea bass. It'd be a yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, always mango Chilean sea bass with a mango salsa. <laughs> so, uh, so no, so no mango for Travis. Um, now, no. now, Travis, there was an incident with the White Claw at the Hammers and Ales event. What happened? It was a, it was a bunch of bullshit. This lady walked up, <laughs> and she just reaches in and grabs one out of my freaking out of, out of my twelve pack. And I looked, and I was like. Oh, sorry, that's mine. There's beer available over at the bar. And she looked back down. She was like, I already took one earlier. And I was like, oh, okay, so that was you. I was like, so I just want to let you know, they, they brought this as like a welcome gift for me. And uh, she was like, I've been here all damn day. I don't really care. <laughs> Practically. <laughs> like, hell is that? Wow. I guess luckily I guess, she, uh, she took black cherry, so it was fine. It was fine. I okay, okay, good. Yeah, so it's not high on your list. I mean, if, no. had she touched, had she touched one of your grapefruit, I, I yeah, think you might have punched three. that lady I out. Been, I would have been very angry. <laughs> I would have caused a quote unquote scene. So to to explain, so this is Hammers and Ales is a is an event that I'm part of a board. Uh, it's a it's basically a lending library of tools for for chair, a charitable organization. Um, there's a number of them spread around the country. Richmond has has one of these lending libraries. So anybody who's doing good in the community, they can use all of these tools: shovels, rakes, um, you know, just uh, power equipment, scissor lifts, like everything. It's awesome. And so it's been, it's fun to be part of. And this year was the first year where we had chefs and Travis uh, came. He was kind of one of the, uh, one of the cornerstone chefs at the event. Uh, and he even Josh gave me a, um, a rock. Uh, it's a superstars music card uh, made by pro set from yeah, I have pro, to admit, 1991, I believe. Yeah. I was going to oh, say it's gotta be early nineties. So, um, so so it's a Zach Wild card. Now Zach is, yes. has two Ks. So yeah, he was a protege, I guess, of Ozzy Osbourne back in the day. Well, he played he's, guitar for Ozzy Osbourne yeah, after Randy Rhodes passed away, and they burned through a couple of guitar players, and then Zach Wild took over. He's got to be. He, I mean, I know Zach Wild. He's got to be like nineteen in this picture. Oh my God, he is. That is a young Zach Wild. He was you also in an episode of of uh, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. If anyone uh, is aware of that show outside of me, <laughs> so why did you give me this card? Why why did you give me this Zach Wild card, which is amazing, by the way? Every event that I work, the 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 point person that I work with, or other chefs, I carry like a stack of these in my knife bag, and I give these out to the people that I work an event with. Mm -hmm. I, I bought uh, there's a, a record store called Steady Sounds down on Broad Street in Richmond, Virginia. And they bought like a bunch of sets of these and a bunch of packs just as a joke. <laughs> so I kept going in there and buying records. And every time they were like, it's 25 cents a pack. I was like, well, hell, I'll, I'll buy like 10 packs. Let's do this. And then all of my staff at Comfort started doing the same. So it, it was like we went back into second grade and we're like trading, <laughs> trading cards with each other. Um, the only one that is never given out there actually there's two that, that are never given out and it's Indy or uh, I'm sorry, any Belinda Carlisle card. Oh, or key sweat. Key sweat stays with me. 
Always. Ooh. That's fair. That's fair. All right, I'm going to start scouring eBay for these uh, for these music cards uh, from 1991 because I, I got to get me a full set. They're amazing. Uh, we are delaying the inevitable. Um, so we're going to talk about the Jets and their Week 8 loss, 29-15 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The uh, Jacksonville fans were flying ghost, ghost banners behind planes, and the mascot was wearing a sheet as if he was a ghost. And the Jets looked like they were eating Travis's cheesecake from last week. Uh, but Josh, let's talk a little bit about this game. When you watch this game and you watch the defense play, did you have any any thoughts? Were you depressed? Did you did you find a cheesecake yourself? Where did you go when you watched this I, game play defense? Yeah, um, it, it was torrentially pouring here in Southern Connecticut yesterday. And so I, I made my way home a little bit before kickoff um, and was unaware that the Jacksonville Jaguars were also going to be starting uh, Tom Brady against the Jets this week. I yes. didn't realize we can make any quarterback, one named Garden, Gard, Gardner Minshew the second mm-hmm. Minshew, uh, throw 22 completions for 279 yards and three touchdowns for a cool quarterback rating of 85.6. Listen, if this defense can do nothing, and it really can't do anything at this point, um, you know, even even nice plays from Leonard Williams are being called back. I mean, that's the point we're at, is that there is no impact (laughs) player left. From from Tremaine Johnson, who Brian rightfully tweeted is his own bad luck charm because he may have been getting traded this week, and yet he had to go out and turn his ankle. And so now he's probably not going to be coming off the Jets' salary. Yeah. Cap. Uh, why would you – even left. if you took him for like a 2022 seventh rounder, right? Like like even if you say, sure, we'll take that and we'll eat all this salary. Like why would you do that now with a guy with a bum ankle? So you're, you want to trade this guy and then you roll him out there and play him? Like what? You're going to – they're going to what? Uh, you know, showcase, showcase Tremaine Johnson in all his glory? Smart, right? Right, yeah. right, Josh? Nothing, nothing seems to make sense with the Jets these days. I mean, there, there were several plays, and there's a long run early um, from Leonard Fournette, the, the big 60-yard run. Um, there was the big Chris Conley play in the second quarter that – or might have been toward the end of the first quarter. Just so many ridiculous things happening that, like, the big play stuff, Jamal Adams goes and blitzes, and then no one's back there to pick up Chris Conley. He runs for a 70-yard touchdown. Like, these are things that, like, your six-year-old son or your five-year-old nephew in Madden would never let happen. Like, th- there's just baseline defense that is not happening with this team. And so I, I am I am 100% finished with Greg Williams' defensive guru. Like, he, he's, he has talent on this team. I know Mosey's been injured. I know there's been problems in the secondary. But he's, he's had, you know, one of the highest potential um, defensive lines in, in recent NFL history. And not, none of those guys are making an impact. Go look at the top of the 2019 NFL draft. Quinn and Williams is the only one not making an impact for his team. Like, there's, there is major, major problems with this scheme. And, and with disciplines, man, I'm, I'm just done. I'm done with this defense. I'm done with Greg Williams. Um, I cannot wait to move on from him. Travis, any, any cheesecake, yes. any, any thoughts from the, from the cheesecake alley? I will, I will tell you, number one, there's no more cheesecake. And number two, uh, if this keeps up, there very well might be a cheap whiskey shortage 
oh, in the no. United States. Oh my God! Just like we had a white claw shortage, you're saying now we're yeah, gonna have a cheap I, I, whiskey I, I, shortage. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all getting sucked. It's all getting sucked to like Bristol, Virginia. Like all the white claws just like making its way into this vortex this black hole and now the whiskey is all going to be and you're like at the bottom you're like at the bottom of the black hole like soaking it all in love it yep that's me this will be known as the famous mellow corn shortage of 2019 oh god no if there's one thing i can't do in this world it's drink mellow corn my time in new york destroyed that that for me uh, <laughs> if you if you hear me drinking <laughs> mellow corn it's real bad it's real bad Oh yeah, yeah. We we have we have come to end of days. If 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 you're drinking mellow corn, I mean, looking at this team, it's not just the defense; it's the offense. But it's if you look at every piece of talent that is on the New York Jets, every single person seems to have completely and utterly regressed. Mm-hmm. No and- one is playing anywhere near as they were last year, which is real, real freaking bad. Because I don't, you know, it was. There were some few, you know, the, the bright points were few and far between last year. Right. Um, but, you, but you look at what Todd Bowles is doing with the Tampa Bay defense. Hello. Like, yeah. you know, like, and so the point is, like, the whole problem with Todd Bowles, right, was that he was elevated to a level which he was not going to be successful, right? So Peter Principle, uh, you know, manifest, where you have a, a defensive coordinator who gets the head coaching job. They have no idea what they're doing. They're terrible. And then they get bumped back to their rightful role, defensive coordinator. And like Tampa is having a pretty darn good year for, you know, basically a Swiss cheese defense. Um, You know, so, so, so you have this thing where they get, not that Todd Bowles was going to be demoted to defensive coordinator, but at least he could run a defense for all Todd Bowles, many, many, many faults. At least he could hold down the defensive side of the ball by and large. Wasn't perfect. But um, but that is his rightful role, and that's the problem with the Jets is they put these these people in positions where they're not ready or able. And right with, to your point, Travis, the defense like they're regressing because Greg Williams is not even a defensive coordinator. Like he's he he was at one point, but now he's he's not that anymore. And so the weird thing though is like this is the one thing I'll say, guys. I'm curious what your what your thoughts are. The run defense, aside from the the Leonard Fournette play. Now I, I get it. You have to take the whole thing into, into, uh, into the equation here. But um, aside from that 66 yard run, it was actually pretty good on the other 24 carries of the game. I think they gave up just about 17 yards. So when you, when you consider the fact that that Leonard Fournette play, you know, the one play where basically Marcus may misses the tackle and then Daryl Roberts is like, you know, Oh, let me, let me guide you towards the end zone the whole time. Um, you know, they did pretty well. The problem is this is a passing league, right? And we saw that yesterday with Gardner Minshew and DJ Chark and DD Westbrook and Chris Conley and whoever else they have on their team. Like, okay, it doesn't matter what you do against the run. Not to say that, you know, you never want to defend the run, but we're in an era of the NFL where defending the run is not valuable. It's not as valuable as defending the pass and so the Jets have, like, whereas you look at what Mike Pettin's doing now, the team was kind of built around him. But the, when Mike Pettin talks about his defense, he says, yeah, like, we actually entice teams to run the ball against us, the, as, you know, the Packers, uh, because we know that it's less efficient than them throwing the ball 
and we're good. We have a great, you know, secondary, so we can defend. We can defend against the pass. So we're, they're almost like funneling players towards running the ball because they know ultimately it's only going to end up in their own defeat. Versus the Jets are like the inverse of that. Like they're by and large good against the run, um, but they're funneling plays to the actual more efficient part of the like of of playing against the defense, which is the pass because they're so freaking bad. So like. This is not area. I feel like we could just repeat this week in and week out, but I don't know where to go from here other than to just like on repeat say like you're emphasizing the wrong things, Jets front office and and coaching staff. Now I get it. Like this coaching staff has inherited this, but but still they haven't made any great, you know, great adjustments in the meantime. Correct? Right. And honestly, like even the big plays, the two big plays, the Conley play, the Fournette play, um, I mean, I, I will certainly agree that you, you, you remove those two big plays. Those guys have average days. But this is the NFL, that one guy makes a 60-yard play, almost 99% of the time it's going to end up in points. And so, like, one play per drive that goes for 20-plus yards or 30-plus yards, um, is that, that's your downfall. I mean, that's those two touchdowns. Or, I mean, I know the Fournette play didn't end in a touchdown, but those two drives are the 14-point deficit. Um, and so, like, you, you remove two big plays from this game, and maybe the Jets are right in it, even with Sam Darnold throwing three interceptions. So, like, I feel like I, I agree with you and at the same time say they, they cannot stop giving up the big play, and that's, what, right. that's what's killing them. Yeah, that is, that is true. Travis, um, Josh just talked there about interceptions um, and, you know, kind of Sam Darnold. Oh, uh, you know, but anyway, so when we talk about the, the offense and talk about interceptions, like, you know, when I – I was listening to the game and then I was watching the game um, back, you know, you just see so many times where Sam Donald's pressured. I can't remember if he was like hit about 13 times or pressured, pressured or hit roughly around 13 times, obviously eight interceptions, three turnovers, um, you know, throwing off his back foot repeatedly. Uh, You know, the Jets offensive line is, I mean, it's like calling them traffic cones is is being generous in terms of what they're able to accomplish there. So, and, and so again, right. So, you know, this young quarterback is, doesn't have the time. We see that there were points like in that first series where he moves the ball pretty effectively down the field, short passes. Uh, but, you know, as the game ground on, it just got worse and worse and worse for Darnold and, and the passing game specifically. So, Travis, when, when you think about this group, you think about what they did with Assembly, uh, you think about them moving um, Adoga to the left tackle, like, you know, I don't know. Are, are you just – are you what, – what, what is there is – it, is it just at this point that we need to see this team – get to the end of the season and then blow it all up in terms of the offensive line? Or is there anything that this team can salvage when it comes to their offensive line? I don't see much at all. I mean, it was, oh, it's so bad. Um, I mean, assembly, I, that, that's one of the most bizarre situations I've ever right. heard of. Um, I mean, they wanted to put him on the bench. Why, why were you fighting this guy? Go ahead, go, go get your surgery. Cool. You were playing like crap before. Um, Lewis has been like a little bit of a step up, but you know, um, and I, and I think he's probably playing the best of the, of, of, of the, the entire line, um, of the group. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Adoga seems to be pretty good in like 
occasionally in run protection, but pass protection, he is dog shit. Um, and that kind of speaks to the entire line. I, I don't know. Like I, I don't think that there's a good answer outside of just blowing it up and going, going from scratch, which scares the crap out of me. But you know, I don't think that there's another answer. Yeah. Back to, back to assembly just for a second, guys, like there's gotta be something else we're not all knowing, right? Like, Maybe the Jets are – I know they said that they didn't want him having the surgery because they thought it was a pre-existing injury. I wonder if there's contract implications there or insurance implications there. It's still just like players are watching this stuff. Like Lev Bell and Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold are watching the front office and the medical staff just take unnecessary risks with players and then cut them. And when guys want to get surgeries that they that they need to to be able to play at their full strength, like these are the dumb things that don't seem to happen other places. Like these are the things that signal to players don't come here because like you're you're just going to be treated really poorly. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply play like a jet play like a jet what I would say is the the assembly situation, if anything, is just a microcosm of what happens in the NFL, right? So assembly has this injury. You know, playing the NFL is essentially this this situation where you are dealing with chronic pain as a question of as a, you know as a function of playing in in this in this sport, um, and you just have to manage it. And you know, one of the oh, big great ways- news, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Leonard Williams has been traded to the Giants for a third rounder and a fifth rounder in twenty one. To the Are Giants? You, you're not you're not joking. This is serious. Adam Schefter, not a fake account. For a third a third rounder this year and a fifth in twenty one. A third rounder in twenty twenty and a fifth in twenty one. Uh, all right, let's talk about that. We can talk about assembly and just all the you know abuses of of uh, prescription narcotics and things like that later. But um, but so instant reaction. My my thoughts. I, I can go a lot of directions. I'll let you guys collect your thoughts or or whatever. But um, so Leonard Williams had a decent decent game against the uh, against the Jaguars. He's obviously a great run stuffer. Um, he has not been the sort of interior pressure player that we thought he would be when the Jets got him um, with the sixth pick, sixth pick of the 2015, 2016, whenever that was. Um, but the, the big thing when it comes to Leonard Williams has been he probably had his best season when he was paired with that amazing group. And 
over time, what we've seen is what we always see with the Jets in the last 10 years is that they have overemphasized the value of defensive linemen. And right, this kind of goes to the point I was just talking about, not minutes ago, about Mike Pettin and emphasizing the run defense versus actually like de-emphasizing the run defense versus emphasizing the pass defense. The Jets have been basically trapped in, you know, in this, I don't know, time capsule where they think the best thing they should do is continually invest and reinvest and reinvest in defensive line. And okay, we get it. Quinn Williams might've been the best player in the draft this year. Leonard Williams, when the Jets got him, he was supposed to be the best player in the draft that year. And you kind of keep going back. You look at the players they, they got before that Quinton Copels, Muhammad Wilkerson, um, you know, like it keeps going where, uh, sorry, Sheldon Richardson too. They, they have over-invested in this, in this position. And in the meantime, what do we have to show for it? We only have one of those players still on the team from the first player in that kind of run. Um, I'm not even counting Vernon Golston, but you know, in 2011, so, so eight years ago was where we started that, that serious run of defensive linemen, the only player left from that group that is currently, that is still on the jets is now Quinn and Williams. And so, so they have invested in this position, which has proved useless essentially uh, over time as the NFL has moved towards a passing league towards a smaller receiver, you know, kind of the Chris Godwin type versus the Des Bryant type, uh, you know, spread them out football and, and so they have wasted, squandered all these picks. And, and then on the other side of it, Josh, is the fact that they have abandoned the offensive line position. So not only have they overinvested in the defensive line, but they have abandoned, you know, properly building an offensive line. And I think the fact that these guys like Quinn and Williams, who is a great player, and I'm very excited that the Jets have him and Leonard Williams kind of getting back to it. The reason these guys were available is because the league is de-emphasizing this position and the Jets have not been catching up. So, so now yeah. we get a third rounder, which is great because the Jets need as many picks next year as they can. And Hey, at this right. point, you know, the guys on the last year of his deal, they get a third rounder for him. Fine. I'll take it. And the giants third rounder, I'm not sure exactly which one it is that Schefter is talking about, but it's going to be early in the round. So it's essentially like a late second pick. Let's hope yeah. unless it's from some other team. Um, yeah. So it's so it's a good thing by and large, but it's it's more than anything. It's a um, it's a ratification of the fact that the Jets have been making the wrong moves for almost ten years. Um, you know, dating back to uh, Mike Tannenbaum and kind of all the way up. So I don't know what what's your reaction, Travis, and then we'll get uh, or Josh, and then we'll get Travis's. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. Hopefully, this you know accumulating picks is is definitely what the the motive of what this team should be in. Um, hopefully this is the first of several moves. I, you know, I, I could see something all the way up to, you know, I wonder what value even a guy like Lev Bell might have on the market today. I wonder, um, I, you know, I, I wonder about, you know, a, a Robbie Anderson. I, I know that's been a couple of days now going, but, you know, a third this year, a fifth next year for a guy that was, let's be honest, most likely not coming back to this team anyway next year is not, not a bad haul. Um, I, I agree with you that he showed all the promise, and then as he had to become the guy to anchor the defense with 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 waning talent around him um, after Wilkerson was gone, after Sheldon was gone, like 
he, his, his value certainly plummeted a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully this will mean a redistribution of draft capital across the, you know, a, a, across the roster. Hopefully this will just be another lineman or, you know, taking a shot, um, you know, on a guy like Polite in, in the third round out of Florida this last year that has not panned out, obviously. Um, you know, it, it's it comes back to what we were saying last year, which is honestly like it's, it's who's making the decisions. If it's Joe Douglas, you know, th- this will now become – this draft will become his – the, the big shift in, in the um, where, where this franchise is going. And if, if he's a guy that, that can show some clout in the draft, you know, obviously he's going to have a, her, a high first rounder, a high second rounder, um, and now seemingly a couple of high third rounders. Um, you know, adding four guys in the first, you know, 70-ish picks of the NFL draft is, is a good place to start. So, you know, hopefully, um, hopefully we are moving toward really distributing some of that draft capital. And, and, and filling in some gaps that, that may, may be created through the rest of this season. So I, you know, it's, it's fine. I, I will miss Leonard Williams. I was hoping, you know, he might be a guy that, that was going to step up this year. Him and Jamal can enter that defense with CJ Mosley. And um, obviously the, the Jets front office feels differently. What's also interesting is now we play against him in two weeks, which is very interesting <laughs> just to think about the fact that we turn right around and see him in a, in a blue uniform coming at us. Yeah, and I think it's it's definitely a sign that the Giants are, you know, trying to build for the long term and they're going to probably, you know, th- I'm sure that some contract will, you know, w- will shortly follow whether it's whether it's this season or shortly after the season. You know, the Giants don't trade for Leonard Williams um if they don't intend to make him a part of their their group over the next couple of years and right they're they're in a, a situation where they have the money. They <laughs> they feel like Danny Dimes is their guy going forward. So they're gonna right. They're gonna go all in on on trying to build a team around Dimes and um, and Barkley uh, on the offensive side of the ball, and they need to do the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. So let's, I get let's not, I get their perspective. Go ahead. Yeah, let's not forget we get Nathan Shepard back, and so you know he mm-hmm. might be jumping right back into. Leonard Williams spot in the rotation on that defensive line. So I listen, right. like this is not a bad haul for a guy who is going to be an unrestricted agent and, you know, gives us some depth hopefully in the draft the next two years. Yeah. I wish they could have gotten a second pick, um, you know, in 2020, but you know, we'll take it in kind of, you know, deferring things is never a bad thing. So we'll, we'll appreciate having that fifth rounder in 2021 and, you know, maybe that fifth rounder in 2021 can do something for the jets. But like the point here is we need to start doing what smart teams do, which is, you know, acquire draft picks, trade down, get more draft picks rather than consolidate draft picks, trade up. Like th- this team is a long way from where they need to go. So, so and right, Leonard Williams does not m- make a difference. So uh, at this point I'll take it because he wasn't going to resign with the team anyway. Travis, yeah. w- what do you think about this move? The jets trading, uh, Leonard Williams for a third rounder in 2020 and a fifth rounder in 2021. I mean, personally, I'm totally fine with it. My one big worry is that with this and and possibly some subsequent moves before the deadline, um, the the message that that's going to be sending to people like Jamal and Lev Bell and everybody that's that's busting their ass in the the locker mm-hmm. room and on the field that you know. Where are we giving up? Um, are we giving up on this season? I mean, I personally have. I gave up a few weeks ago. I think I everyone realizes that when I, I'm shoveling cheesecake in my face in a car. Um, just <laughs> the, yeah, the team is one in six, right? So like, you yeah. basically have to go on a 
nine game run with this team to, you know, maybe make the playoffs, but, uh, and that's just not happening. No. So, so yeah, I just you, worry about the, the, the implications that this is going to have when, you know, it comes to re-signing Jamal. It comes, but I mean, that's, that's an overarching theme here. I mean, that goes back to what we're talking about with assembly that goes back to, uh, I mean, everything, you know, how are we going to retain any talent if uh, this is the product that we're putting on the field and this is what the coaching staff is doing. And this is the message that we're sending that, okay, we are rebuilding in the middle of a rebuild. It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land. You know what they say? Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. It, it does feel bad, and you certainly. I think as we've talked about before, I'm not so concerned about Sam Darnold and, you know, kind of his, uh, well, I am concerned about him. Number one, his health. Um, I'm concerned about the bad habits that he's picking up and that he might not be able to, um, uh, you know, whatever, uh, unlearn, let's say that the bad habits that he's picking up, throwing up off, throwing off his back foot, you know, worrying about his protections, all that sort of thing. Um, I do worry about those things, but uh, but by and large, like I am most worried about Jamal Adams and kind of what this does with his. You know, he has been he has been a stalwart, very public, you know, part of this a leader of this team. And you see some of the react his reaction after the game yesterday. You know, he is his he's starting to waver in terms of you know, his, his ability to stand in front of his locker after a game and, and deal with this sort of thing. And so, you know, I, I don't think that Jamal Adams is getting traded between now and the end of the year, but he does not like being on this team. If this is the sort of team that's going to be put, um, you know, put together. Uh, and so, so it's the, the problem in losing and to your point, Travis, of starting to give up is players who are, fiercely loyal to this team, right? If, if that's the message that they're getting from ownership and from the coaching staff, like, well, if they're giving up, like, why am I, why should I care? Right? Like, why, why should I be part of this team? Like, why, why am I giving my all for, for this team? And I get it. They're getting paid, but, um, but I mean, it's, it's gotta be more than that. So well, go ahead. One other, just two quick things. Yeah. I was just been researching here while we've been talking about it. So the 2021 fifth becomes a fourth rounder if Williams signs um, a contract extension with the Giants, which you have to feel like for a team that's two and six with the rookie quarterback who's, I mean, I know he played yeah. pretty well this week, but has not played well the majority of his, of his starts this season. You have to believe that they think they're going to sign him to a two or three year contract. So, I mean, 
now if you look at it, a third rounder this year, a fourth next year, um, man, this, this is, this is a pretty decent haul for a guy that, you know, has largely disappeared for large chunks of games and Jets fans will be the first ones to, to notice that. So man, I, if this is a Joe Douglas move that he's been working on for the last week or so, and after this loss, they felt like this, this is just it for the team. Um, that, that's, that's a pretty good trade. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of pleased with this right now. Can you say, so what is the, what is the stipulation? If he signs, if he signs an extension, is it, does he need, sorry, is it an extension or a new contract? Does it, does it make that distinction? I I don't know. Not, not from what I saw. It just says if he signs, if he signs a contract and stays with the giants, the 2021 fourth become or fifth becomes a fourth. Um, okay. which I know it's, it's another year away from seeing that pick, but no, um, but I mean, do you think the is, to nine and six next to nine and seven next year? You know? Yeah, no, I, I like that. I hope I'm what I worry about is the way in which they've set it up. Like I think about the Jonathan Vilma trade. Uh, do you remember how they set that up where they said, well, if he, you know, if we don't like whatever, if he stays on the roster next year, then the, the pick will escalate kind of in this way. <laughs> And what the Saints did, which what everybody fully expected was they'll just cut him and then they'll re-sign him and then they don't have to pay the extra. So I'm sure either way we get a fifth. There's a the hope that it becomes a fourth. And I think the fact that um, you know Dave Gettleman is is the Giants GM only only helps the fact that he's not smart enough to um <laughs> to know, to understand the distinction so uh so hopefully right that that we can count on that being a fourth in in 2021 so that's that's interesting we we talked about a couple other players um Robbie Anderson is another name that's been floated. Um, I shudder to think what this offense would look like without Robbie Anderson, or you mentioned Lev Bell. We'll get to that in a second. But like, I mean, do you have any sense of what the Jets could get or should get? Like, maybe this is not what they could get. Um, as a fan, what would you be willing to say? Okay, it's it's fine for for the Jets to trade away Robbie Anderson at this point. Um, what round draft pick would would make you happy versus like what's the over under on that on your happiness versus frustration? To be honest, like with the with the draft record that we have, I'm, I'm not comfortable with anything because I don't know that we're going to get you know a proper return on on the investment. That's that's the biggest worry. Like I. I get draft capital, but I'm so gun shy of, okay, cool. Are we just, I know it's Joe Douglas now and not mm-hmm. Mike McCagnan, but as you've, you've said, it goes all the way back to Tannenbaum. You know what we're, we're, we're trading away these players that are, are proven to be and they're worthwhile. No commodities. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like we're on that freaking game show in the seventies and it's like, Oh, you've got a car and in, in behind door number one, behind door number two, let's make a deal with Monty house. Hall. Yeah, let's make a deal. Would you trade those for what's behind door number three? And I'm not confident that it's not a freaking busted microwave. <laughs> it's a goat. It's a goat with a lifetime supply of hay. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a joke because goats are ruminants, right? Like they don't like hay. They, they prefer, they prefer leafy things. Or they're not ruminants. I don't know. They'll I, eat about anything. I've seen them uh, eat cans. <laughs> I saw them eat a tire, a tire one time. Oh, my God. So, so right. So, I think that's the point is, like, do you keep Robbie Anderson, extend Robbie Anderson, give him a kind of market deal, a Quincy and Nunwa-style deal, <laughs> um, and then kind of bring in other players because, you know, as we've shown Rob, or, and we've discussed, Robbie Anderson is not the sort of player who's going to, um, you know, 
whatever, post up and knock people down to get the ball or, you know, fight back uh, in coverage. Like either he's open and he's flying down the field or the ball is an interception or, or whatever. Um, so, so there's a, there's a limited value to which I would say, I think for me, I, I totally get your point. I, I'm not going to trust the, the draft process of this team at this point. Um, that said, like just answering my own question, it's only fair. I'd say like, if they, if they got a fourth rounder, I'd be, I'd be ecstatic. Like if it was a fifth or lower, I would probably not be as, as pleased the, but right. The, the thing here is Robbie Anderson was an undrafted player. And so like, it's hard to figure out what he's going to get, um, you know, or fetch in the, in the trade market. So he just doesn't have that. If, if a guy who was like one of the top players in his draft, Leonard Williams is only netting a third, like, you would be shocked. I would be shocked if Robbie Anderson got netted a netted a fifth. It's probably probably would be more like a sixth or seventh. Um, and then at that point, yeah, what are we doing here? You might as well just extend the guy because it's just money at that point. Hey, it's Scott Mason. Sorry, just wanted to jump in real quick and let you know about a couple of great things going on, courtesy of Play Like a Jet. First of all, I got to tell you about CBS Sports HQ, brand new streaming sports network. It's live 24-7 and it's absolutely free. You get breaking news, highlights, fantasy advice, and gambling picks too. As I said before though, the best part of it is it's absolutely free. I don't mean for a week or a month. I mean it's completely free forever. You don't even need a login. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or any other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, so no Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith. Just sports for real sports fans at a great price of, yep, you guessed it, absolutely nothing. You don't even have to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. Also, if you're looking for tickets to the big event coming to town, you're going to want to download the Vivid Seats mobile app because right now, if you use the promo code OVERTIME at checkout, you'll get yourself a discount of up to 100 bucks on your very first purchase. Every single purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee, and you automatically get enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. You can see concerts, sporting events, or any kind of arena show that you like. They've got tickets for everything. So make sure you download the Vivid Seats mobile app today. Enter the promo code OVERTIME at checkout, and you'll receive a discount of up to 100 bucks on your first purchase. And finally, got to tell you about MyBookie.ag. My brother Craig comes on the show once a week to give you his gambling tips. If you would have followed his advice, you could have made some big money betting over at MyBookie.ag because right now, if you sign up, you'll get your first deposit doubled when you use the promo code OVERTIME. That's right. They're going to match your very first deposit when you use the promo code OVERTIME. Bet on the Jets or bet on any of the other games around the league. Plus, you can make prop bets like how many times I'm going to contemplate punching a hole in my television set because of Tremaine Johnson. Those aren't real prop bets, but you know what I'm saying. You can bet the over-under and you can bet on who's going to have the most touchdowns or who's going to have the most rushing yards. Normal human being stuff, not the kind of stuff that gets my mind going. So head over to mybookie.ag right now, sign up, and you will get your first deposit doubled. Mybookie.ag, you play, you win, and you get paid. Brian, sorry again to cut in on the show. Go ahead, my friend. Tremaine Johnson, um, what would you take for him? Uh, I would take uh, a bag of dicks. Uh, I would take uh, some empty White Claw cans that I, I could take, take to the aluminum scrapyard. Get rid of that dude, like for real. Give me, give me someone's mortgage. <laughs> get rid of him. Fair, okay. You 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 take a, you take an underwater tarp mortgage. Okay, cool. One hundred percent. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. I would take 
I would take cheesecake crumbs that have been stuck in a truck somewhere in rural Virginia for the last week. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. <laughs> All right. So we, we've, we've got our, we've got our Tremaine Johnson. Uh, any, any other Tremaine? I mean, there's no way, no team is dumb enough to trade for Tremaine Johnson, right? Like, no, unless it's like some sort of like, oh, we're going to use him as an elaborate um, uh, like decoy in our defense. Like, I don't even know why would anyone trade for this guy? He's so bad. He is so bad. Um, but the last player, which you mentioned, which I found, which I find interesting, and you kind of posted on your on your Twitter page, um, Josh, is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I mean, Le'Veon Bell has been a stand-up guy. He's been a leader of this team. But, right, there are these questions of he wasn't Adam Gase's guy. Like, what – like, they basically didn't involve him all that much in the game yesterday against Jacksonville. Uh, the fact that the offensive line is utter crap and you can't – like, I think we're we're very much proving the fact that I would much rather have a good offensive line and Bilal Powell – um, you know, at 24 years old than a bad offensive line and a superstar running back. Like, have we, have we proven that yet? I think we've proven the fact that running backs don't matter. Uh, offensive lines do matter. So, so would you be willing to trade Le'Veon Bell? I mean, the cap hit, I'm not so worried about the cap hit. It'll, it'll be ridiculous. Um, I think if they trade him, if they trade him this year, the Jets take like a $6 million hit and they would probably carry some things a couple of years forward. Um, they certainly can't cut him, but I don't know. Guys, what would you be willing what – what would you be happy with if the Jets traded Le'Veon Bell? I don't think it's happening, but, uh, but if they did, what would you be happy with? I'm still on the known commodity. Like, I'm staunchly in that. Like, he's a known commodity. We've got him for three years, you know, right up until where the, the, the drop-off is going to probably be with him. You know, don't trade him. Let's see what we can do with the offensive line next year because, you know, if we if we can piece together something that's decent, I know he can make something out of it. It just happens that this offensive line is historically and epically fucking bad. So mm-hmm. I can't put the onus on him, and I would I would much rather have him there next year with a hopefully revamped offensive line, then trade him away for some pipe dreams. And, and while this is going to be a great skill position draft coming up in 2020, like, yeah, the, the point here is you, it's kind of a burden hand versus two in the bush situation. Like you have Le'Veon Bell, um, a lot of, there's going to be a land rush for these skill position players to, you know, fill in all over the league. Um, and while the Jets could certainly benefit and use some of those skill position players, um, it might present a buying opportunity for them around offensive line, around cornerbacks, um, because because other player, other teams are rushing for um, you know for the running backs and the quarterbacks and the wide receivers that are going to be coming out of this group. Um, Josh, what, what do you think about Lev Bell? Keep him, trade him, and if so, what would you be happy taking? Yeah, I want to. I, I do want to keep him. I want to keep Robbie Anderson. I think those are guys that are just tricky to find um, in the open market or in the draft um, relative to their value to this offense. You know, I think we've all said it. If the offensive line was fixed, um, Sam doesn't get mono. Like, I, I still think we'd have some reasonably optimistic, you know, expectations of this team for the rest of this season. But you know, with with how bad that offensive line has fallen apart, um, and and a million other things that just seem 
problematic. I, I don't see you moving them. Honestly, the only team that I've thought of that, that might have been interested, um, you know, in Lev Bell, maybe making a push here, would have been like the Arizona Cardinals. So I think just signed a deal mm. for uh, Kenyon Drake with the Dolphins. But, you know, that, that might have been an interesting place if David Johnson was going to be down for a few more weeks and they wanted to add another guy that, you know, Cliff Kingsbury with Lev Bell and Kyler Murray to be a truly terrifying offense. But I, you know, I don't know. I, if, if we got a, if we got a third rounder, um, you know, maybe, maybe two picks similar to this, you know, maybe, maybe a third and a fourth rounder staggered over two years from, from a team that would at least make me consider it. But I, I agree with you guys that the, the Lev Bell value is higher to the jets than he's going to be in the open market right now. So, um, and listen, like, relatively speaking he hasn't had a ton of usage and so if for the rest of this year they kind of just you know play out the schedule and, and don't really push um these guys to to put them in bad positions or you know give him 30 carries in a, in a random game against you know the dolphins you know I, I feel like he's a valuable guy for the next two seasons for the jets so man i i would i'd love to, i'd love them to keep both of those guys i don't think we're getting first or second rounders for either Levell or for no. Robbie Anderson anyway. And so no just way. hold on to the guys and hopefully rebuild this offensive line and make another run at it next year. Well, Adam Gase escapes our wrath this week. Thanks to um, trading Leonard Williams. So we'll, we'll talk about Adam Gase next week. Uh, but before we go, any other parting thoughts about this team or the coaching or the trade deadline or just kind of, you know, where where this team needs to be focused in the coming week. I don't have anything, but I do want to give kudos to Josh for the text that I got this morning about him going down the Golden Girls rabbit hole and oh. the hashtag Where's Coco. Oh, that was me. That was me. Oh, that was, that was you? Oh, that was yeah. Me. Where is Coco? I got to know. Where's Coco? Coco actually stayed on as a recurring character in the Greek version of the Golden Girls. If that tells you anything about how much I know about the Golden Girls, I am even <laughs> aware and understanding of the the Greek version of the show. I don't think I don't think nineteen eighty six primetime TV was ready for was ready for Coco. I think I think they they ran the pilot and I think they said it's an interesting character. I just don't think we're ready for our Meshach Taylor character from uh uh, from designing women yet like we're oh, not yeah. there we're not there yet but uh but we're, we're gonna get there just we're not ready for coco yeah but 80 sitcoms were rife with greek with greek like remember balky from uh it was uh, from mykonos Sanders, like it was it was from mykonos yeah balkans Which, characters from the balkans were hot in the 80s that's true yeah uh, no coco coco i believe he was probably like a cuban-american um, definitely Latin f- uh, flavor character, but he was the personal chef in episode one. Um, and then like episode two, it's like, there's no explanation of where Coco is. Like Coco's just no. gone. He's just gone. And, uh, and, and, and we're right into, uh, we're right into Stanley Spornak territory. So I just, I, I didn't appreciate the fact that that, that plot point was not addressed between uh, the pilot and, and the second episode. But, uh, but you know, Hey, I mean, Maybe maybe they'll do a prequel. Maybe they'll do a, a Golden Girls prequel someday and we'll get more of Coco's story. I'd be so into that. <laughs> <laughs> more more into that than watching this, this shit-ass oh team play on Sundays. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, the best part of Sunday. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Uh, Travis just wants to add a fifth bust onto the Mount Rushmore on his chest and adding cocoa. You know what? I really should like add cocoa, like kind of down in the woods somewhere or something. <laughs> uh, just, just that shirt alone. He's got that great blue Hawaiian shirt. It's pretty good. Um, uh, so, uh, yes, I, 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 the saddest, the best part of of Sunday was not football for me because all my fantasy teams got destroyed. Uh, my dynasty team is just leveled because the Arizona backfield is just gone, and you ruined my day telling me that Kenyon Drake is now is now a <laughs> he's now an Arizona running back. So it's it's bad, it's bad. But yeah, like when the bright spot of your day is watching the the uh, whatever premiere of the last the last season of Silicon Valley, like that tells you how football's going for you. So. Um, all right, gentlemen. Well, hey, thanks for the time this week. Thanks to everybody for listening. Um, thanks, Travis, for coming up for my uh, for my fundraiser. We appreciate it. And and Scott and the the Play Like a Jet crew, we appreciate the fact that you might have had your you needed your um, you know Southern Greens uh, were delayed because of because Travis needed to make a trip for me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but we will see you guys next week. Um, we will dig into. Adam Gase and the coaching staff more next week because right. If, if the jets come out of this game against the Miami dolphins and they lose, like it is over, it is over for this coaching staff. Would you agree? Oh, I hope so. So I never root for a jets. I never root for a jets loss, but like if there is an upside to rooting for a jets loss, I'm just saying that like, you know, we, we might get a reboot of the reboot of the reboot, Travis, which is which would be exciting for all of us, I think. From, Yay! From meta level. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for, uh, you know, kind of dealing with us as we scrambled through the Leonard Williams trade news, but hopefully you'll find that helpful and, uh, and informative, and we will see you next week. Thank you. Let's fire gaze. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.